Hey everyone, this is Chris Posty Posterson, and I am back with another Super Deluxe Special Edition episode of the Sleep With Me podcast. This is our 41st uh, Super Deluxe Special Edition episode. We've done 41 of these as a way to say thanks to those of you who are supporting the show as patrons. Again, I don't know if 41 is enough to say thank you enough. It means a lot. Scoots works so hard on the show, and uh, your support helps us keep doing this. So thanks again, and uh, let's get into it. Super Deluxe Special Edition show, I took an episode that recently aired about skywriting, and I uh, just did a little sound design, added some really subtle music, some harp music to it, um, in order to kind of try and create an environment that you'd feel good falling asleep in. So in line with that show, I've put us in a nice grassy field on a warm summer day. You'll hear some wilderness. You'll hear a distant airplane writing nice messages in the sky. And you'll hear a calm harp lulling you to sleep. Of course, alongside scooters, creaky dulcets. I hope this helps you all get to sleep. Thanks again for supporting the show. And good night. It's uh, Scoots here. It's time for a trending episode. Uh, trending to- It's actually a trending Tuesday episode for me. I'm recording it on a Tuesday. And you know what's in the trends internally is that recently, I know I did an intro about a skywriter. And I totally, like I said, I'm going to write a book about that. And then I forgot, of course, the book title. I filed it away in book titles I'll never remember. Uh, which is like one of many uh, Jeopardy categories about me, because, you know, that's what I'm about, is my, my egos run the show. You know, things I'm worried, I'll take things I'm worried about for 500 books I've never written, uh, and uh, like, it, and do truly don't, well, I couldn't say truly don't attend to. I mean, I have to take a quibble. Alex, uh, Alec, where do I take a quibble with, uh, taking a quibble with Alec uh, for 500, Alec? Uh, what is Alex? Uh, was, it, was that a daily double? Thanks. Uh, yeah, what other Jeopardy categories would there be about me? Uh, like, uh, um, I think that would be a cat. That was actually a category. I'll take that for 300, Alex. Uh, other Je- Jeopardy categories about me? Uh, well, they, mostly they're you know, like things, things I'm worried about. Uh, regrets. Uh, like I did just did. A, did you hear that episode, Alex? Uh, Alec, Alex, uh, 
I know I know it, but I don't know it. Also, uh, I don't think it, I, I don't know why I can't remember it. Uh, but well, mostly because I would be embarrassed to call you Alex Trebek when it's Alec. Uh, but it's uh, but, uh, so I just I'm just hedging my bets in case I'm on a show with categories about me. But yeah, one category would be uh, books. About release years for gingerbread press books I haven't written. That that would be a category I could agree with you on. Uh, most of Trebek. Yeah, like I could agree in that. I'd say 2026 uh, it would be the year I love to love plants. Uh, yeah, uh, year plants and plant plant based. Great, uh, you know that's that, that that's you no. Know, what is? I'm sorry, I forgot what is. Uh, I dropped the ball on that one. Anyway, I got to get out of here because I'm in the middle of a podcast intro, believe or not, not an intro podcast episode. Right, just has had, just has begun. Trending Twitter, uh, trending Tuesday, trending Twitter Tuesday episode. Alex, uh, what is this moment right now? Exactly. Uh, yep, five hundred. Uh, what is? Uh, I don't know. There was one about uh, like uh, one about the game uh, with shoots and ladders, but I can't remember what it was called. No, there, I've never done an episode. You appear in a lot of episodes, but I've never done an episode about Jeopardy. But I am in a bit of Jeopardy, like because uh, of that word. Uh, have you listened to Weird Al's uh, Hamilton uh, thing? Because you wrote a song about you way back in the day. Okay, I'll get back to I don't think I'll be getting back to you, but uh, I got to go. Oh, boy, somebody put him, you might, you might as well put him in the OBE or whatever. Put a crown on his head. Anyway, so I'm back. Sorry about that. A little appearance on Jeopardy. But it, recently I t- talked about a skill, like skywriting, a skywriter. I don't think it was called a lonely skywriter because that's not enough. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes they say when you put, st- like, uh, watch what you, I think my nana used to say this, watch what you put in the universe. Uh, don't put that in, like, uh, don't put too much of that in the universe. She might have been talking about uh, soda in my glass, uh, but it, 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 she put it, like, uh, she might have been putting, meant putting universal energy into the universe, too. And I said, yeah, nana, I'm putting soda-based uh energy in the universe but then uh, so this is like kind of like a travel Tuesday trending Tuesday episode because I was out walking as most so many of my episodes start and I was walking on the waterfront uh, stroll I was strolling with purpose I, I, I stroll with purpose even though I don't have a purpose believe it or not even if I didn't know I was going and then I heard somebody calling to me, hey, hey, and I said, that's a, that's a le- like the uh, least effective way to get my attention. I mean, I'll know you're there. And I, I said, just keep your eyes straight ahead, Scoots. Uh, don't, no, you know, nothing good ever came out of hay, if, you know, for you. You never, you know, had any rolls in the hay. And you've never made hay while the sun is shining. And so the only thing you can do is eat hay like a horse. So just keep moving like a horse. Keep trotting. But then they said, hey, podcaster. And I couldn't help it because uh, it's so rare. I shot my head in that direction. And I saw what could only be described as a woman having a picnic. Uh, uh, 
except that uh, she also had aviator glasses on, a uh, whatever those a, a white scarf, a silk scarf, as I would later learn, and uh, that kind of thing, like a leather uh, a pilot's cap, or I don't know what you call it, with the, the uh, sunglasses that come down, or the goggles, I guess flight goggles is what they're technically called. In a flight suit, uh, matching the scarf, uh, which could also—I I said to—I said uh, later, I'd say those could double as pajamas. I said, "Yeah, but I didn't have my clothes on underneath." And I said, "Whoa, boy, we're slowed down here." Yeah, but I was just kidding, anyway. But uh, they could have—I guess the zipper, really. Uh, this is a tangent, but um, do, 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 has, has any pajamas? Uh, I guess. Uh, yeah, those kids' pajamas have zippers. And I know there's grown-up onesies nowadays, so those have zippers, too. They do have the zipper thing where it folds down, and then you put the little button thing over the zipper. So, one, it doesn't unzip, and two, you don't poke anything with the zipper thing in jig. Yeah, but, uh, anyway, so, so this was a, a woman uh, having a picnic, ostensibly dressed as a pilot. And I said, are you talking, you know, I did the old, do you mean me? And she said, yeah, podcaster, get over here. And I said, what perchance, what podcaster perchance do you think I am? And she said, you're the dull, you're the dull one. We, we need to talk. And I said, would, you, would a Carol King send you? And she gave me a knowing smile. And I said, okay. And she had a picnic and she said, I figured I'd introduce myself with a picnic. Uh, break the ice yeah, literally and then she started breaking up ice into two glasses had some bubbly water that was a good move for a picnic i guess because uh, then the water was ice cold and she had one of my favorite dishes for picnics uh, fried chicken with hot sauce that you could put on it uh, cold and brie and baguettes guard was down right away even even my hay guard was down clearly because I sat down on this blanket and uh, we started she said, let's eat first and then we'll talk and I said well I'm not good at I'm good at eating not good at talking I'm good at rambling but not conversation anyway so uh, yeah I said well why don't we what, I said it'd be great if you could explain to me what what you why you called me like what's happening here while I eat and you could eat in between you know in between bites uh, that way I have the f food to, to deflect my uncomfortableness and then we'll establish some rapport and then we'll move on and she said fair enough uh, and they said are you gonna like how do you eat with a, a flight suit on I, I said how are you gonna keep that uh, and then the breeze picked up and flapped her uh, scarf behind her I said, well, that's eerie a little bit. And she said, I'd rather just uh, eat as well. And I said, okay, well, okay, there goes my big plans. Uh, and so we ate in mostly silence until I said, okay, Scoots, come on, you've been working on your people skills. And I said, uh, did you, do you listen to the podcast? And she held up her hand like that was a question not to be answered. And I said, because I had this episode recently where I was talking about sipping broth. Uh, it was an, it's a new invention. Well, it's actually just a repurposing of broth uh, or bu bu uh, bu bu yeah, whatever the other one's called. Uh, 
stock. And it w I guess you could, I guess it would be better as like a pop-up restaurant. Uh, hopefully if somebody steals the idea, they at least give me a complimentary uh, visit for four, whatever, four cents of broth. Uh, but uh, it, it's where you go and you sit and you sip broth. Or, you know, you could buy it and then heat it up and sip it. Uh, a bit like tea. Uh, but not as the soup. Like mm -hmm. I said, I think I was thinking instead of cocktail hour, you'd have broth time. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of my ideas. Whoa, what is that? Well, I was just wondering if we we're going to have dessert. Because uh, they also had an episode, and I was watching her body language the whole time to see if she was a listener or not. Uh, I'll be honest, most listeners uh, sleep through the show, but even then, I, like, uh, something about her body language uh, told me that she didn't even get that broth talk would be something that would come. I said, oh, yeah, because I said broth talk, the podcast. We've got podcasts about broth and the things that are interesting to brothers. And she didn't, she didn't get that. It was a veiled reference to, you know, podcast about podcasting or screenwriting and things interesting to screenwriters. So I said, okay. And I said, do you know what my favorite broth to sip is? Uh, it's pho or pho or whatever. So I said, okay, well, uh, oh, then I started talking about dessert. Sorry, I got mixed up about getting, this is, this is what happened there, too. But I said, I think I was thinking about a cooking show where kids cook in the back of a car. Country, I think it was called Country Cooking. But I thought I had thought of a dessert show, too. Uh, but, but I can't remember it right now. But I did think of it like the show. They just instead, I guess they could take one of those kids' cooking shows and just take it on the road. And they make the kids cook. Oh, and then my one of my parts of my brain said bad idea. So I didn't do that. Uh, like so, that was never a show. But I thought I had some other ideas. So is is there any dessert? And she said, Yeah, we have ding dongs. And I said, Holy moly! Uh, I said one pack to split one each. She said, Correct. Uh, Fair enough, but fair enough. Uh, and we sat and we ate the ding-dongs. And she said, I am here about a podcast intro. I know you were talking about skywriters recently. And I happen to be a skywriter. And I said, oh boy, uh, synchronicity is uh, more than the title of a police album. And she said, yeah, she goes, uh, she goes I can't talk about how I got here, how I found you. They said, probably my phone, right? You, you, you just probably, uh, they said, they, they, they tracks me every, you know. And she said, yeah, more or less. They said, Carol King, in uh, my phone. And, and she said, you know, don't worry about who my, uh. and I said, okay, well, let's get to the gusto then. Now, because I'm hopped up on a little sugar from this ding-dong and the, the tiny bit of caffeine and the chocolate. He said, tell me more, you're a skywriter, and, and she goes, and I'm uh, a, bit, uh, a bit down. And I said, I can't even think of the last time I saw any skywriting. And she said, exactly. And I said, I can remember once upon a time, every four or five years seeing skywriting, at least for a few minutes, uh, The skywriting business has been down for decades. 
and then she, I, I kind of stopped listening because there was these seagulls, and I, was, I said, they better not come bug me, so I was watching them. But I'm pretty sure if I could recount what she said, she said, you know, my mother was a skywriter, my father was a copywriter, or maybe something was a typewriter, I don't know, but it, like, uh, you know, some sort of family history, why she's dedicated to uh, skywriting. And I said, oh, that's great. Uh, I said, can we move to, like, another... I said, like, uh, while you're telling me this, uh, like, because there's those seagulls over there, I worry about them. I don't have, a, I don't have like, a flight cap. Uh, and she said, no, 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 I need help. Uh, I'm, I'm a lonely skywriter. I'm a skywriter with nothing to write. Uh, and something about that. And maybe it was that there was a seagull call right at the beginning and right at the end. She said, I'm a skywriter with nothing to write. And it was, I, I don't know if it was heart-wrenching. It was heart-awakening, to be honest. I said, okay, well, there's a call to adventure. I don't need Joseph Campbell to freaking tell me that one. And I said, uh, I said, I could give you something to write. But then she kind of went into the economics of it. And I said, oh, boy. And I said, here's a question. Why the why, like, uh, why you get a, like, why you only get to use white smoke? Uh, how come? I, I said there was your biggest mistake is uh, not uh, whatever they call that when you uh, create invent, you know, you keep improving. And uh, she, 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 she was gonna interrupt me. I will lift it. I said, okay, let me just go on my tirade and I get it off my chest. I said, one, uh, we should have had multicolor skywriting years ago. The two, if it exists, I don't know about it. Just send me a little. I said. I said. Then you could have put sparkles in there. Then you could have put fireworks in there, or at least like sparklers or sparkly stuff. Uh, I said. Uh, three. I realized there's some some sort of regulations or something. Uh, I said. But I don't, I don't. I don't. I'm here to help. I don't need the whole history of skywriting. Uh, and I said one more thing. The last few times I have seen skywriting. It is S-T-I-N-K, stunk, with a U. Because it's like uh, something letting out little dots instead of a constant stream. And, you know, like, oh, say, let, oh, let the wind do the work uh, for, for the letters. Uh, wrong. Uh, uh, to me, skywriting is a biplane. Or at least some kind of thing. I, I said, "What was up?" With the, I said, "That was the." End. I said that, and she told me the greatest tale of uh, skywriting. You, you know, she talked about regulation. I was still fixated in the seagulls, so I may have filled in some fiction here. But she said, "Yeah, that was a. It was a you know fix to ruin skywriting. Her father, like, I was that the typewriter or the copywriter. You know, with some rivalry." bought up all the sky, you know, kind of like it was same, I think this comes up every like uh, 80 episodes, like the plot of Roger Rabbit, but with skywriting, uh, which I think it was, so basically, in cover your ears, if, you, if you're a part of any oligopoly or whatever, or aristocrat, what are they called, aristocracy, whatever, if you're aristocrat or aristocrat, like the billboard barons, they bought up all the skywriting. And uh, they were in cahoots with that, uh, those, uh, those blimps. Because uh, you say, hey, what happened to all the flying of the signs? That barely ever happens anymore. Nothing I, you know, I need more advertising when I'm outside. 
like in a park and especially a slow developing one so that's what happened with that is that uh, if they did that then they said okay we're going to relaunch the skywriting this was like 2013 or something with the dot skywriting uh, which if you've seen it you, which you probably have because it's the only unless you live in some sort of uh, area with a bespoke, bespoke skywriter you know you've seen it it's just like a jet flies and it does the top of all the letters and like no and I said when did they throw out cursive that's another big mistake uh, and they said as soon as they lost the romance of skywriting and she said well this is all where I need your help uh, and I guess that's when I should have been paying more attention but I knew this was more of a, like a spiritual quest anyway because Carol King was involved uh, but she wasn't involved on my end which meant I was on my own uh, so I probably should have been listening. But basically, that skywriting was over, you know, the, the people said skywriting over it. Uh, and I said, wait a second. I said, you said, hey, podcaster. And now I'm seeing the parallels of podcasting and skywriting. And I said, it's not as big a leap as you might think. Uh, you know, one is like uh, a form of... Uh, more, more or less a direct. I said it's strange that skywriting is kind of a direct form of uh, communication. Or I, I said, well, I thought there was a parallel in there. Uh, the parallel between skywriting and podcasting is that, uh, like a lot of millennials and younger people, haven't been exposed. Like just like long form audio, the radio kind of uh, became just like the same forty or fifty songs. And people hadn't been exposed unless they really dug deep uh, to, to all these uh, talking people on the radio. Uh, people haven't seen writing in the sky. And, you know, even Rihanna knew, to, like, diamonds in the sky. Uh, she once sang. I said, You're, you are, I said we're going to return. I said, we're going to fix this whole thing. And she said, well, my conversation, she said, you know what, I get it, thanks for lunch, I get it. And I said, no, 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 my talking always undoes my, uh, whatever, authority. He said, don't worry, I'm already coming up with a plan. And she said, what is your plan? And I said, well, it's a slow device. I said, uh, first of all, we got to find some multicolored smoke. And she said, well, there's a regulation. And I said, okay, hold on, hold on with the regulation stuff. And she said, "What do you mean?" And I said, "We, I said we're, we're going to come over." I said, "I just came up with another plan." Well, I was going to tell you my plan. So now we have a two-layer plan. And she said, "What is it?" And I said, uh, "He said we need some sort of rebel, uh, not you, uh, that we could loop into this." Uh, and she said, I'm a rebel. She said, look at me. And I said, yeah, you do have a bit of Amelia in you. And I said, you're very poised, if you don't mind me saying so. And anyone that would go to a picnic in a flight suit is, uh, I guess that is rebellious in some way. And she said, what are you thinking? I said, well, here's the thing. In order to, I said, in order to save skywriting, it, just like in all these tales, so many times, so well worn the path, you have to be prepared to, to uh, say goodbye to skywriting forever. Just, you know, if they make a movie, it's going to happen too. I said, but first you'll give up your, uh, 
you know, what, what brought you happiness in your regular life for skywriting, then skywriting will be your only thing. And then, you, you know, in order to save it, you'll have to give it up. I think that's uh, how it works. But I said, are you willing to do that? And she said, no, you still have to establish some more authority. Before. I said, okay, fair enough. I said, let's get, I said, let's get to the airport or airfield. And uh, she said, well, we're not ready to fly yet. And I said, okay, I got to I said, I, oh, I said, you know what? Uh, I got a great idea. And she said, what? And I said, today is, uh, I think there's a big, there's this big uh, pitch day. And he said, not too far away at the big university. Big U, is, you know, they call it, uh, like, uh, not here, but uh, at uh, Cal Berkeley, there's a big pitch day uh, for grants. I read about it in the paper. And she says, what's a paper? And then we both had a lab. I said, it'd be great if you had, like, a, you know, one of those boat planes, and we could, because they said it were, we were in San Francisco on Marina Green. And I said, it'd be great because we could just, it would take us like literally five minutes to get to Berkeley, where now it's going to take uh, forever. And she said, I'll drive while you fill me in on the plan. I said, no, I said, uh, my, my style of planning is more show up and, and solve everything. And she said, actually, I do have a plane and it is parked nearby. And I said, let's do it. Uh, and then we got, and this was my first ride in one of those boat planes, or whatever, pontoon plane. And I said, how come you don't name this thing like a boat? Uh, I said, this pontoon plane. And then she kept telling me the correct, you know, correct name, and then, you know, marine uh, aircraft. Or so I said, boring. I said, is this the same model that uh, Indiana Jones uh, got picked up in? Because it doesn't look the same. Hers was red. And she said, well, what would you call it? Uh, and I said, my first thing would be to call it Red Baron. Uh, but I said, you have to work some sort of uh, aqua thing in there. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe I said not aqua velva. Because if it was blue, I'd call it aqua velva. Uh, but I, said, I don't know. That doesn't really make you fly either. I don't know. Red, red, uh, red boat, red, red pontoon, not good. And uh, we got out, and she actually had to drive it as a boat, so we, we couldn't get in the air because some, uh, she called, I don't know, 4141 Breaker Breaker. And I said, can you get all the other CB channels in there? And she said, yeah. And I said, so not the FFA, you know, not the ones that are going to, I said, she, she said, yeah, go down to this, this level. And... Uh, I said, great. I said, this will save us some time. And I said, breaker, breaker, uh, this is uh, Red Baron here calling. Uh, any any lonely truckers out there uh, in the middle of a drive uh, looking to stretch their legs, uh, looking to help someone uh, rekindle their dreams. And at the same time, um, you know, say goodbye to their dreams probably. Uh, and they, like no one, of course, said it. Uh, uh, came back, and then I said, uh, "Breaker, breaker, uh, one five. Quit picking your nose out there, truckers. Get your fingers out of your noses. Uh, hand, two hands on the wheel. Ten and two. This is Red Baron, and I'm watching out for you. Uh, you know, 
keep it driving through the night. Big wheels keep on turning. Uh, I'll check in soon. And then she said, what are you doing? I said, well, we need some, we're going to need some help here. And none of the truckers seem, I said, we're not really in a good you know, place where there's like a down-home truckers willing to help somebody down on the block. She said, I need to know more, more of your uh, plan. And I said, here's the plan. Here's what you need to worry about. Uh, I said, uh, f first of all, uh, like uh, parking this boat, thing, boat plane. And she said, don't worry. I got uh, at the Berkeley Marina, I got uh, like whatever you call that, a spot to park. Uh, and she goes, that's where I, uh, she goes, that's where my car's parked anyway. And I said, you have two cars like, and uh, two plane spots. Uh, he said, not being a, a skywriter. And she said, well, my dad was, like he said, a copywriter. So uh, uh, she was, I'm, I'm living off his savings right now. And that's part of why my heart needs to soar. And I said, okay, well, we're on, we're on this. Don't worry. Uh, don't you worry one bit. And she parked uh, the uh, plane, old Red Baron, in a spot, uh, whatever those are called. I think they're not locks, uh, but they're called, I think it's called a slip. We slipped right in there. And she said, what's the plan? And I said, here's the plan. Yeah, he said, I just looked at my phone and the, uh, the pitch thing is until tomorrow, which is even better. And I said, hey, you need to come up with a flight plan uh, to be able to fly over the campus of Cal Berkeley uh, tomorrow. And uh, he said, like, like any time between uh, 10 and 2 p.m. And she said, hey, what are we going to do? And I said, we're going to save skywriting as we know it, and we're going to re reinvigorate or, uh, you know, get you forever banned from skywriting or... Uh, you know, change the world, like, uh, we're going to do, we're, we got, I got, we're going to enact my plan. And she said it would help if I knew more about it. I said, here's the thing, go, I need you to run off to Safeway and, or like an art supply store and get some kind of like food coloring so you can color the smoke. Uh, and she goes, that's not how it works, but I actually have a warehouse in my house, so let's go there. And I said, I gotta stay here. Uh, I, I need to use the uh, CB all, all night. Uh, I gotta keep an all night watch uh, for truckers and people on the long haul. And she said, What do we need truckers for to save skywriting? And I said, I just haven't had. I, I said, I haven't. Had, I, I said, I'll figure it out. Uh, this is the tools that whatever Carol King or whatever uh, spiritual forces united us. I'm here to help you save skywriting. You go uh, figure out what colors. You choose the colors of the smoke. Uh, definitely put some uh, spark, whatever those things are called, some glitter in there. Uh, maybe not because then it'll fall and people will complain. Uh, but I said, you know, do, just do your best. I'll be here talking to truckers. Uh, and she headed off. Uh, and I realized how impolite I had been. I hadn't even introduced myself. Uh, I guess when you're questing, and you want to be listening and saying, Scoots doesn't know, and believe it or not, I actually have a plan. Yeah, but I guess I got distracted by the CB or the whatever radio now set to CB mode. 
So then I hopped back on the CD, CB, and I said, Breaker, Breaker, 1-5, uh, this is Red Baron here. Uh, keeping your feet warm throughout the night. Uh, I'm going to be running running my gums on this channel all night long. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, it'll be easy listening all night here. Uh, breaker, Breaker, 1-5. I think I was supposed to say because it's channel 15. And then someone said, Heaven's from Murgatroyd, but not in that, like in a much saltier language. Uh, and they said, okay, now I'm definitely saying And they said, okay, break, break, great news here. I uh, just got a request in uh, from Murgatroyd, like Heaven's from Murgatroyd, uh, uh, for me to ramble. Uh, and I got a request going out to, uh, request actually, everybody here on channel 15, I want to paint you a picture, breaker, breaker, uh, uh, over and uh, then the one person they said a couple more things that only encourages me though and I said thanks for the encouragement everybody out there I never got so many messages back and uh, I said uh, here you know I was making stuff up uh, between you and me just to mess with the other one person on there I said, Big Harry, thanks, thanks for letting me know. I'm going to tell you this story now tonight. Uh, uh, Jane, Alice, uh, thanks for getting back to me. Oh, boy, I'm glad your feet are warm. And this story is going to warm it even more. Carl, yeah, I'm here. Thanks for, thanks for uh, the support. Uh, uh, Louis uh, and Lorraine, glad that the two of you are sharing a cab uh, this evening, and you're going to be sharing a story with me soon, over. And then the same person came back. But then other people said, uh, then it, there was some chatter. And I said, breaking in on that chatter here, breaking in on the chatter, it's the Red Baron. And I want to tell you a story. I want those of you I, I know that out there and the highways and the byways of the world, behind the big rigs and the little rigs, and maybe even uh, in your garage, listening at home, you know, wherever the roads may take you, uh, you may remember a time, or you may have heard about a time when once there was writers in our sky, maybe you have that one pure memory uh, where the summer breeze was warm, uh, the cola was sweet on your tongue, the ice cream was in your hand, and there in the sky was a buzzing, uh, raising and lowering in pitch against the blue and the occasional cloud was a plane, and then out of the black back of the plane came a jet of smoke. And you said to yourself, uh, holy mackerel, and maybe the plane started with a couple test letters. But soon it became clear the plane was writing a message. And depending on the wind and depending on how good the skywriter was and where you had to be, you may have saw if it was a happy birthday message or if it was a shop at Big Al's market message. Uh, but it had you anticipating, it had you watching. One day, that all disappeared, and as you behind the big rigs of the world know, the world isn't as simple as the circles of a wheel. 
of the highways and the byways uh, of good folks patting one another on the back and saying, keep it up, uh, uh, keep that big wheel a turning. Uh, those of you out there know about restrooms that are out of order, metaphorically, in this case, uh, but maybe not even, because I'm wondering, I'm sitting here in my own borrowed big rig right now, wondering uh, where I'm going to have a step and, and, uh, and take a deep breath, if you know what I'm saying. But once upon a time, there was writing in the sky, and between those good old days and now, uh, the only good thing that's happened in the, to the sky has been Rihanna. And that was just in our ears. And it didn't touch our eyes. Uh, well, maybe one day uh, there will be someone. Uh, you could listen to Diamonds in the Sky while someone doesn't uh, just uh, uh, write in the sky. They sculpt in the sky, or they calligraphize the sky. And I know this only works in movies, uh, but uh, you know, Breaker, Breaker, if you if you can help, if you could spread the word, you know, this is going to be free tomorrow in Berkeley, California. Yeah, there's going to be writing in the sky, and if you go to the, you know whatever. Uh, uh, Bowery Hall at uh, 1 p.m. and cheer outside and chant what you see and let it affect you, let the uh, nostalgia impact you and the skywriting impact you. Uh, that'll be a big yes, a big vote for yes for dreams. Uh, breaker, breaker, uh, out. Uh, and then, yeah, then just some people started chattering, and there was some talk about skywriting. The person, the complaining person, was still trying to complain, but they were drowned out. And then there was some confusion over what I was talking about, so then I went back on and tried to re-explain it five different ways. And I said, basically, if you love skywriting, let somebody know, or be there yourself uh, at Berkeley's campus. Uh, especially in your big rigs uh, and feel free to park wherever and uh, but uh, you know make sure you're there whatever wherever Bowery Hall uh, the big uh, the big pitch uh, for uh, whatever I, I forgot I didn't have to tell them that that was just part of me and then I fell asleep in the uh, cab of the plane and there was plenty of blankets in there so I know my friend she had slept there before and then the next day she came and she brought coffee and uh, she she said uh, you slept here eh like uh, and i said yeah i did and i said how and she said i've been up all night i said me too except for the parts where you found me when i was asleep at that part i was asleep for and she said uh, how'd it go last night and i said we'll see i said we'll see if anybody believes in dreams anymore but if anybody does, it's truckers or, C, you know, people, amateur CB people. I don't know what kind of, I said, maybe somehow that leaked out. Uh, I said, I, also, I called some of my friends and they taped it and put it on the Internet. So hopefully that happened, too. Uh, I believe Cher once said, you know, if you believe in skywriting and love, uh, you'll fill the sky with this is what you're going to do and then I tried to inspire her 
you know, with words so bright, uh, I really don't think, you know, your writing could ever uh, not be good enough. Because uh, I believe in writing in the sky. And she kind of looked at me dumbfounded. And I said, by the way, I'm Scoots. Uh, I never caught your name. And she said, it was uh, Hannah. And I said, but you like to go by AE, don't you? Because I, I saw like a monogram of initials on the leather case, but I didn't say that. She said, you're, you're wise. And she said, so what's the plan? I said, well, you get up in that, I said, at, at uh, whatever, 10 o'clock, I said, you get up there in the sky and start writing. And she said, writing what? And I said, well, I've written down some words for you to write, but uh, I said, my handwriting, I said, well, you could always text me too. And she said, what's and I said, the plan is uh, to make skywriting for you sustainable and to reawaken the world's love in skywriting. And I said, that's been the plan all along, hasn't it? And she said, it is. And I said, well, take your, uh, I said, what colors of skywriting do you have? And she said, just you wait. And I said, well, I, I said, actually, I won't be, I'll be in, I said, I'm going to have to, I said, okay, I guess I'll wait. Uh, so she headed, she started, you know, just spinning the propeller or whatever. And I took her car, I headed to campus. And then on the way to campus, luckily there's this good costume store, underground, down an alley, a costume store where they know me for my other adventures. And they, like, just, just sometimes if I have paid off my bills there, they like me. So showed up I said I need a music man costume stand uh, and they said Dick Van Dyke music man and I said I don't know was that who plays him yeah but the music man rhymes with pool uh, in a cane one of those canes I may, may be doing some tap dancing so maybe put some t tap dancing shoes together and they said okay and they said, you know, you got to sign the waiver that says you didn't rent this from us because the last few times that they could. And I said, yeah, give me unlabeled, unmarked, unmarked costume for sure. Untraceable costumes. That's the only thing I wear. And I was costumed as a music man, which I didn't know. So that needs a reboot to be. But it's just a snazzy outfit. I wasn't actually going as a music person. Music man, but I liked that whole get up and made, gave me some confidence. And I drove into Berkeley, and there was this big pitch fest going on for grants, uh, particularly just just all sorts of grants and those other things like I, like to do the things when you're a school like thesis, paid theses, and all, I don't know, all sorts of different things. And, uh, so I tapped my cane. You know, I got on the. It always has a stage uh, that's not usually used, except for the start of your granting and whatever granting of grants. And I tapped my cane and stood on the stage and waited for attention. I crossed my fingers that uh, the truck drivers everywhere were gathered around the Berkeley campus. Uh, and they started swinging my cane. You know, people when they see that kind of thing, they wonder. Uh, Okay, is that just a person, like, uh, is that someone I should be making eye contact with or avoiding eye contact with? Or is it a, some sort of performer? Or is it someone that has, uh, desperately desires attention and, I, you know, 
it would be a sleep podcast and so uh i waited and waited for the anticipation to build a little bit uh and then i made sure the mic was on and i tapped my cane again and i point and i flipped my cane around and i pointed to the sky which was the ceiling of this big uh, giant room like kind of like a gymnasium if it was called a hall and I said look at the sky uh, so empty without a message without a meaning uh, without uh, anything with you know nature's bounty of clouds and weather the sky has not always been empty though those of you among us that are the most curious and then I heard somebody in a like this woman in a very truckery voice says, yeah, right. And I said, that's right. Uh, there's something that's been missing from the sky. Writing in the sky. And many of you might be too young to remember the days when it wasn't uh, the Greek or Roman gods that were writing in the sky. And it wasn't your imagination projecting onto the clouds. Uh, but there would be a plane across the sky sending a message about a quinceanera or a, like a car a car sale or some other thing like a happy 4th of July maybe and then the world changed and big business got bigger and our hearts got a little bit smaller sky remained empty except for occasional things uh, you said that's not as good as a nostalgia in my heart well I'm here to tell all of you uh, some of the brightest and most intelligent people in this room uh, that I'm here with a proposal uh, with a question with an inquiry an inquiry into the human condition in a search for answers of affect and effect, of cause, of pebbles in the water with the ripples slowly floating away. Uh, now, I don't know if there's anybody here granting grants for those kind of things, but uh, in my dreams there are. And you might say, what's this... Uh, and you know sometimes I can actually hold a room and then like during this time more and more truckers did start showing up and yelling encouraging words so you know anybody that's not a fan of truckers you can take that into your trucker cap and smoke it and they say this, they were mostly yelling stuff about the sky and writing and I said I was thinking of a question one time that a student or a, a theologian or a philosopher might pose uh, that they might uh, put it into a grant and package it up and find actionable items or whatever it is you look for deliverables uh, uh, impacts uh, and things you could quantify because uh, we all know while you could quantify the number of heartbeats in a minute, you can't uh, quantify the beating of a heart. 
While you could theorize on the weight of a cloud, you can't weigh dreams. And then some trucker said, get out to it. And I said, yeah, right, you're right. Uh, and I said, what if uh, one of these uh, people working on their thesis, uh, one of these uh, people thinking about a broad university study, have you ever asked yourself what would happen uh, to a community if wonderful words appeared in the sky? What would that happen? And then someone said, what would happen? I said, you're right, what would happen? Would that be quantifiable if it said something? And then the truckers, you know, then it was timing was perfect. Uh, and uh, it ran outside and... Uh, uh, people started running outside, and then I said, uh, uh, like, uh, the first one said, do you believe in love? Uh, and it was in purple. And it was a question mark. It was written in kind of half cursive, half print. Uh, it took about 18 minutes to, to put that in the sky. And then that dissipated. And then the next one said, good job. And... They said, I wonder in Berkeley, maybe we should have tested this out somewhere other than Berkeley, because maybe there's like a 50-50 split on the impact. And I said, that's still quantifiable, though. I was talking out loud, because all the... Uh, and I said, here's the thing. Uh, who is that person writing in the sky? Who is she? Uh, her name is A.E. A.E. Skywriting. Uh, you could probably find her. On, I don't know if there's a skywriting forum. And, you know, people were che cheering, and they said, you know, uh, it, it'd be the community you want to see. Uh, something, I don't know, she, she started winging it, like, uh, writing stuff. Uh, you know, it's not easy being green. That was another one. That was in green. I liked that one. And then she underlined it. And uh, eventually, like, uh, everybody dissipated and I headed back down to the marina and she returned flush with skywriting uh, like a thin layer of uh, sweat on her skin uh, from being in the sky from writing, from concentrating and she said my voicemail is like uh, she had 86 voicemail messages I said how many are from the FAA the other one, the FTC, or whatever the heck, uh, she said 12, uh, so 18 are from truckers, uh, ask, you know, uh, like, checking my status, and she said the rest of them are from, uh, researchers, uh, wondering, and a couple podcasters that don't do sleep podcasts, and I said, well, there you go. And she said, and then there's more, like, requests for, you know, for birthday parties and stuff like that. She said, it's cost prohibitive. It's a thing. And I said, not if we get the right grants. And they said, well, you're on your path. You're on your way. And I said, I got to be on my way. Uh, but I said, you know, there's a, she said, of course, there's a chance uh, of me letting you sit in the uh, seat, well, like the co-pilot seat while you skywrite and I said exactly that's what I was hoping for and uh, she 
She said, what, she said, what should we write? And I said, East Bay, you got to write hell. Uh, I think that's pretty much what I said, even though it's like six years old, too. I, said, I think that's what you got to write. And, uh, and she did that. Uh, and then she listed, you know, Oakland, Berserkly, uh, Emeryville. It was cool. And, and uh, then she started doing curly cues. Then they said, hey, you got to get, you know, your, your flight plans uh, no longer valid. And we landed. And she said, I want you to take the CB. And I said, you can't take the CB from your plane. And she said, well, I, I got She goes, one of the grants already went through. She goes, I'm getting a new plane. She said, uh, like some tech company, you know, one of those tech billionaires already set it up. And I said, wow, holy, wow, wow, woo. And so we parted ways. And then, you know, every... A few nights I would get on that CB and uh, the Red Baron would take to the airwaves, uh, Channel 15, maybe, I don't know what channel it was, and uh, it'd be Breaker Breaker and out there uh, to all the truckers, to all my good buddies. I'd, now I could say Breaker Breaker, good buddy. This is Red Baron thanking you uh, for saving Skywriting. And for keeping someone's dreams going, good night.